Hey, thanks for joining Blue Collar Finance. We're going to start working our way through the SIE exam, then the Series 7, and the Series 66. Hopefully, I can do this every week, but who the hell knows, because I'm just a fucking flake. Everyone, enjoy this, and don't put it on speakers, because it might curse us. Remember, this is not an investment advice. If you really want investment advice, don't go to me. Find someone who knows what they're doing. Today's episode, we're going to start talking about definitions. So what's an issuer? An issuer is somebody who issues shares, or sells shares to the public, or sells a security to the public to raise money. Like a corporation could issue for short-term commercial paper, or maybe they could issue common stock, or preferreds, or for longer term for bonds, where it's debt, where they owe money every six months. Um, a city or state could issue muni bonds, which are GOs, or revenues. And the government, the federal government, could issue treasuries. Bills, notes, bonds, tips, strips, which we'll get to all in the later. Okay, so what's a broker-dealer? A broker-dealer is a firm. Remember, it's a firm that affects securities transactions. That's who you're all going to be working for, hopefully, when you pass all these exams. So a broker-dealer is a firm that affects securities transactions. It is not a bank. Everyone thinks that it's a bank. Like, if you work for a J.P. Morgan or a Goldman, they would say, I work for a bank. You actually work for a broker-dealer. A bank is where you go in and deposit your money and pay checks. A broker-dealer is where you affect securities transactions. Okay, what's a market maker? A market maker is a part of a broker-dealer where they're buying and selling shares. They're at all points, they are buying and selling shares as a business. Sometimes with customers, sometimes you just stabilize the market. They're using their own money to buy in shares. What's an investment advisor? An investment advisor is a firm that gives advice. They get paid for the advice. They don't even have to do a transaction. It is a firm that gets paid for the advice. You pay it by the hour, by the month, by the week, whatever. You can pay them as percentage of assets under management. Mostly they're about managing your money, and they get paid whether they do a transaction or not. As opposed to a broker-dealer, they can only be paid if they do a transaction. Okay. Different types of investors. So we have retail. Retail is in you individuals. Mom, pop, grandma, all your friends. Anyone who is not a firm is a retail investor. That's who FINRA is trying to protect. The retail investor. Think grandma, grandpa, stuff like that. Now, what's an accredited investor? An accredited investor is an individual that has a lot of money. So there's a rule on this. So the rule is an accredited investor. Remember, one, two, three, accredited. One, two, three, accredited. They either have to have one million net worth or they make 200 grand a year salary if they're single, or they make 300 grand a year salary or income if they're married. One, two, three accredited. One million or 200 grand salary or 300 grand salary. Okay. What's an So an institution is a firm that manages money, like a bank, a broker dealer, an investment advisor, mutual fund, hedge funds, insurance companies, sub pension plans. They want to invest in, in bigger and riskier things or products that are norm, not normally available to retail. So what happens is Finder goes, okay, we'll let you invest in those things that are not what other people can, what retail can, but you also don't get the same protections that the retail gets. Okay, retail accredited institutional. Retailers who Finder's trying to protect individuals. Accredited are individuals, but they have a lot of money, so they get less protections, but they're allowed to do things that retail normally can't, like hedge funds and private placements. Institutional can invest in a lot of things, but again, Finder's not trying to protect them. Okay, let's talk about the market structure. 
the market structure is there's primary market and secondary market, okay? So the primary market is where is when the company is issuing a security to get the money. So the primary market, if you hear the word new issues, syndicates, stuff like that, those mean primary market. The primary market is where the issuer company gets the money. Then we have the secondary market. That's where it's trading. After it's issued, it's traded out there. So Active 33 covers the primary market. Active 34 covers the secondary. We're going to talk about the different types of broker-dealers and stuff. So first of all, to get past this SIE and the Series 7 top-off and stuff, you sort of need to know the, the actual firms and the institutions that you're dealing with. And we did a little bit before talking about a broker-dealer versus an IA. But here, we want to talk about a little deeper, a little deeper dive into it. And to get past the Series 7, Series 6, and the SAE exam, you probably need to at least have an understanding of this stuff. So the first thing we're going to talk about is when they clear a trade. What does that mean to clear a trade? So clearing a trade is when you buy shares. Say you buy $1,000 or 1,000 shares of IBM at, say, 50. That's 50 grand. So that means you're going to buy $50,000 worth of stock. So what happens is on Monday, you place the order. You execute it. You buy it at 50. Now on the second day, which is now Wednesday, the broker-dealer will send the money to the person you bought it from, and then the other person will send the shares to you on Wednesday. When that happens, the trade clears. That's where the shares go back and forth. The actual company that takes care of that is a DTCC. It's a separate entity that's owned by all the broker-dealers and banks. It's technically a non-profit, non-profit, but that's what it's for. Now, there's two types of broker-dealers here. So there's broker-dealers that actually clear trades. Like they are the broker-dealer, and they have the money, they have the shares, they send them out and bring them in. As you buy, they send the money out, and they get the shares. When you sell the shares, they have them, they deliver them to the other person, and they get the money. Those are clearing or general BDs or full service. I work for a very small broker-dealer. So what happens is they don't have, we don't have the back office, or we don't want to spend the money on the back office, so we're really what they call an introducing broker-dealer. So an introducing broker-dealer, a fully disclosed, an introducing broker-dealer is a broker-dealer that does not have a back office, per se, to do the clearing and margin and all that. We hire like a J.P. Morgan or a Morgan Stanley or a Merrill Lynch or Bank of New York, even Jeffries, to do our clearing for us. So they, what happens is when we do a trade, we let them know the trade we did and how much money and all that, and then they do the clearing for us. So actually, when we go to a trade with another side, we say, oh, by the way, you're going to do the clearing with Jeffries. It's not that casual, but that's really what it is, is that we do a trade, and they go, by the way, I'm not giving you the money. Jeffries is. So that's what, a, that's what an introducing broker-dealer is. A clearing firm does everything. They do the whole thing, and then we have an introducing broker-dealer, which, which, which is what I do, and I do not have the money or the securities or anything inside the firm it's all held at the clearing firm or even at the customers you know their custodian bank stuff like that okay so now we have hedge funds so let's talk about hedge funds a little bit so a hedge fund is basically a mat a pooled investment for accredited investors and the thing is they, they can do a lot of things but they are big customers or institutions so they, they may want to use various broker dealers to execute trades for them, but they don't want to keep moving their shares and their money from each broker dealer to broker dealer as they do it. 
Like I worked for a guy at a hedge fund that he would place an or a buy order with one broker dealer and then place a sell order with the other one so no one knew whether he made money or not. So that was his thing. But if we didn't have the setup I'm about to talk about, then what would happen is you would have to take the money, buy it there, and then take the securities, transfer them to the other broker dealer, and then sell them. That's a pain. So they set up a clearing firm, technically a prime broker, where everything's everything's in one in one place, like a J.P. Morgan, Morgan Stanley, Merrill Lynch, Jeffries, all these big firms that you've heard of, Goldman. What happens is if I'm a hedge fund, I'll have all my money and all my shares at that prime broker or clearing firm. All the money's there. And then we have arrangements with little and tiny broker dealers that actually, actually execute for us. So if they execute for us, the prime brokers say JP Morgan will send them the shares to go to the other side. So if, if I have an account with Dewey, Cheatham, and Howe, and I buy 100 shares of IBM at 50 from Charles Schwab, just say that's what we do. Now, Dewey, Cheatham, and Howe owes five grand to Charles Schwab, so when they get the shares, they let JP Morgan know. JP Morgan sends them the money, who then sends it to Schwab. Schwab then gets the, has the money, gets the shares, sends them to my broker-dealer, and then sends them to JP Morgan, and I see that on my account. That's kind of what the, how the clearing firm hedge fund thing works. Okay, That's really more of a prime brokerage thing, but that's kind of what they do. I hope that helps a little bit. The prime broker thing allows you, as a customer, to use various broker-dealers without having to move the shares back and forth between all the different places. Okay, um, now... If we do options, okay, now if we do options on an exchange, they don't use DTCC, they use the OCC, the Options Clearing Corp. So options don't get done through DTCC, they do it through OCC, the Options Clearing Corp, and they settle in one day. So DTC does two days, the OCC options clear them in one one day. So then we have other entities that we have to deal with. We have custodians. Those are like the banks and the banks and the other financials that hold our securities for us. So then we move them over. They may even hold them in physical form. It's just that they're holding them for us so that when we do trades. Registrars and transfer agents are in, are in charge of making sure that the list of shareholders, the number of shares outstanding, all that stuff moves smoothly. So the transfer agent's job is to make sure that when you buy or sell shares, it transfers over and the ownership name transfers well enough. Thanks for listening to Blue Collar Finance. Hopefully we can keep doing this every week. Please stay tuned. Let's see how much I fuck this up.